Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Of this work week, really sloppy. A quick hitting one to three inches of snow expected today. Much of it falling uh, prior to about noon to one o'clock. After that, just some isolated to scattered snow showers expected. Should be ending, though, by around 7 to 8 p.m. We'll have temperatures today out of the 20s, rising just above freezing. On Saturday, wind chills in the single digits, a little better for Sunday with sunshine. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 31 in Washington at 3 you're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good Friday morning, January 19th. Welcome in. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up, at least 66 people have died in the winter weather sweeping the country this morning. Snow going to start falling locally in the Washington area. Has already started in parts of the area we hear this morning. We'll keep you updated and let you know what the school's plans are for today. Nearly 31% of Maryland's kids are chronically absent. So where are they? I'm Kate Ryan. Gains across the board on Wall Street. Asian stocks mixed this morning. Good morning. Welcome in. 4 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Wendy Gillette. Recent winter weather has killed at least 67 people nationwide, and more storms are on the way. CBS News correspondent Carter Evans is in Portland, Oregon. Tonight, blinding snow and dangerous ice continue to torment vast regions of the country, making driving dangerous and even venturing outside deadly. Throughout this period of storm, we are averaging around 900 to 1,000 calls a day. Here in Portland, a horrific loss of life caused by this Arctic blast. Three family members killed and a nine-month-old injured after power lines fell on their SUV while they were inside. Congress has signed off on the third short-term spending bill of the past few months, averting a potential government shutdown. CBS's Nicole Killian from Capitol Hill. Lawmakers were out over the holidays for about three weeks. They didn't make as much progress on the appropriations as they wanted to before the break, and that's kind of what necessitated this additional extension in order to, uh, you know, avert a potential shutdown. Family members of some of the victims of the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, Texas spoke after the Department of Justice released a scathing report about the botched police response. I think we're going to continue fighting. We're going to continue fighting that um, that some type of change is made um, in honor of our kids. Um, we have nothing left but to fight for them. We are their voices now. The family of a California college student who disappeared almost 30 years ago has filed a lawsuit. The family of Kristen Smart has sued California Polytechnic State University in San Luis Obispo, saying the school caused her death through negligence. The suit alleges the school could have prevented Smart's death if it had properly dealt with previous allegations that another student, Paul Flores, had stalked and harassed women there. The 19-year-old Smart disappeared from the campus over the Memorial Day weekend in 1996. Flores was convicted of her murder last year and sentenced to 25 years in prison. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Cheers erupted at Spelman College in Atlanta. One hundred million dollars. 
When board chair Lavette Russell revealed a record-breaking donation to the school. It's from board member Rhonda Stryker and William Johnston and marks the largest contribution ever to an historically black college or university. Scientists have mapped the largest coral reef in the ocean off the Atlantic coast. It extends for over 300 miles from Florida to South Carolina. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. The much-anticipated Washington, D.C. Auto Show returns to the Washington Convention Center Friday, January 19th through Sunday, January 28th. Auto manufacturers showcase their latest models. Indoor and outdoor ride-and-drives provide the ultimate automotive experience. And tailored pavilions with new features promise to deliver fresh and thrilling fun. Make plans for the whole family and immerse yourself in the world of cars and future mobility at the Washington, D.C. Auto Show January 19th through 28th. Tickets at WashingtonAutoShow.com. WTOP at 4.03. Friday morning, January 19th. Welcome into WTOP. A winter weather alert as you rise this morning. Cloudy with snow developing. One to three, possibly four inches, parts of the area. 30 to 35, the high. 32 right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We thank you for taking us along for your early Friday morning ride in the 4 a.m. hour. Topping the stories we're following for you this morning on WTOP. I love the winter. But doggone it, that's a good thing. Our top local story, of course, this morning, news-wise, is the weather. New winter blast headed our way, starting to fall in parts of the area we hear this morning already, apparently. We begin the week, we began, of course, with the white stuff, snow, ending it the same fashion with anywhere from one to four inches, as we've been talking about, on the ground around D.C. and its suburbs, starting to fall in parts of the area right now. Veronica said the heaviest of it will be starting around 7 this morning and running into the lunch hour and then tapering off, but still parts of it falling until about 7 o'clock. We're looking for 30 to 35, the high today. And the federal government we've heard from here at WTOP this morning opening under a two-hour delay this Friday, January 19th, with the option for unscheduled leave or unscheduled telework. We also have an extensive list of school plans this morning, several school closings and delays because of the impending bad weather. Let's run down what we know this morning here at WTOP. In Virginia, closed this Friday, January 19th. Fairfax County Public Schools, along with Alexandria City, Arlington County, Falls Church City, Manassas City, Manassas Park City, Loudoun County, Prince William County, Rappahannock County, Fauquier County Public Schools in Virginia all closed. In Virginia, under a two-hour delay, Spotsylvania County Public Schools, Stafford County, Fredericksburg City, all Virginia two-hour delay. Two-hour delay over to Maryland now. Two schools, Calvert County Public Schools, Charles County, two-hour delay. In Maryland, closed for this Friday, Montgomery County Public Schools, along with Prince George's County, Frederick County, Howard County, Carroll County, Washington County, Baltimore County, Baltimore City, all closed in Maryland today. Anne Arundel County Public Schools students there were already scheduled to be off this Friday for the semester break. So employees in the Anne Arundel County Public School System do have the option this Friday to work remotely. In West Virginia, Jefferson County Public Schools will be closed today. We have not yet here at WTOP heard this morning from D.C. Public Schools. The assumption when you don't hear is that they plan to be open. As soon as that changes, if it does, we'll let you know what we find out. Just keep your dial right here on your weather alert station, 103.5 FM, WTOP.com, and, of course, free always on the WTOP app. Whenever we have bad weather, get the complete list of closings and delays updated 24-7. A click away at WTOP.com. WTOP at 406. You're as cold as 
Indeed we are. Now to the forecast. A winter weather advisory starts at 4 this morning, already underway this hour. Our area expected to get 1 to 3, 1 to 4 possible inches of snow. Temps will be cold enough, according to Veronica, this morning that it will stick. That snow overspreading the area by 4 o'clock and by 7 o'clock we could already have one inch of snow on the ground by noon already too and then just a little more than that that it, uh, falls as we get to that 3 o'clock and 7 o'clock hour. It will become more scattered to isolated for the afternoon hours. Again, the bulk of the snow prior to about noon we're expecting 1 to 3 inches for your Friday but again high impacts to area roads for that morning rush. That was 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson on WTOP. We've got your full forecasts in just minutes, part of traffic and weather on the 8s. Stay with us here at WTOP. 407s in Montgomery County Public Schools and their families were outraged on Wednesday this week when that school system announced plans to close at the very last minute. Now the district is responding with a new video about how it makes its decisions based on impending weather. So we deployed teams, well over 1,200 individuals, to go out to the schools to start to clear. Each one of the schools, obviously, is a unique. It really is a very complex um, situation. And that is Seth Adams, an associate superintendent of the Office of Facilities Management. It is important to try to get as much information out as early as possible, but I think we also have to recognize that the earlier that you make a decision, that things can also change and shift. The county says it starts monitoring weather conditions two days in advance and sends teams out to evaluate roads and sidewalks as early as 3.30 in the morning. It's Friday, January 19th. Welcome into WTOP. Glad you're with us at 408. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. On WTOP, traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks 24-7, guaranteed. Good morning to Ken Berger with his first in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Just took, uh, just took a look at the area of 332 Interchange in Millersville, up and down 97. Still seeing some snow showers there. More like flurries at this time, but it's definitely there. But also looking at Route 50 near Church Road, just outside the Beltway. Very foggy down in there, uh, down in that area. Not seeing any snow falling right at this time. But I can pretty much assure that it'll probably be there shortly because we're seeing a lot of uh, snow and foggy conditions, especially also in the east side of the Beltway. Now taking a look at Route 50 near east-west highway maryland 410 again a foggy and snowy condition so again if you make your way around be very very careful in virginia still seeing a lot of snow as well especially in areas at the fairfax county park near hope hopes that road lots of snowy conditions just taking a look at that general area the 66 corridor in either direction from haymarket to the beltway and uh, there is snow uh, off and on in some areas and also take a look at the beltway uh, both sides between 66 and arlington boulevard are definitely snow coming down and traffic moving at a steady pace with all lanes open. So the snow is heavy at times as you make your way in from the west to the capital and heading over to the river. Now again, just be very careful as you make your way around. If you don't have to go out, don't. Go electric to Fitzway looking for an electric car. Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at FitzMall.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Expect widespread snow 
by 5 o'clock this morning. Temperatures will be around freezing, so the snow will stick to the ground. Anything that's not treated, plan for delays and closures. Friday with light snow impacting this morning rush. Temperatures will rise to about 32 to 35 degrees. Snow will finally end by 7 p.m., easing through the afternoon, though. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're at 29 degrees in Manassas, 34 Metro Center, 28 Frederick, Maryland, up a degree to 32 in our nation's capital. Brought to you this morning on WTOP in the 4 a.m. hour. Friday morning, January 19th by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 410. Where we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff Claypool. First time filings for unemployment benefits fell to the lowest level in a year last week. Credit card delinquencies are the highest in Alabama, Arkansas, and Louisiana. 30% of accounts at least 30 days late. Urban Grape opens a wine store in D.C.'s Shaw neighborhood next week. It categorizes wine by body, not varietal. It says it's easier to find what you like. The Dow finished Thursday session up 202 points. The S&P 500 index up almost 1%. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Overseas, checking your Asian stocks. The Nikkei down. The Nikkei actually gained 497 points. The Kospi was up 33. The Hang Seng was down 83 points. The Shanghai off 14. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP. Glad you're with us this early hour. Stay up to date with WTOP News and 7 News First Alert Weather. WTOP at 411. Up in the morning and out to... You know, across Maryland locally, the number of kids chronically absent ranges from 25% in elementary school these days to 36% in high school. Lawmakers got a briefing on the trend and what's needed to address this problem. In an Annapolis hearing room, Maryland State Superintendent of Education, Carrie Wright, laid out the numbers of students who are chronically absent. And you can hear State Senator Christopher West's stunned reaction. Think about that. You have more than a third of your children that are chronically absent. So Statewide. Statewide. Wright said they want to come to school if they feel welcomed. They want to come to school if they're feeling successful. And they want to come to school if they feel like they belong. Among the reasons kids are not in school, unstable housing, lack of transportation, bullying, and since covid a sense of disconnection. Maryland's Blueprint for Education, a multi-billion dollar reform plan, is seen as a partial solution, but a number of lawmakers have expressed concern about the costs. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. At 412, a heads-up Friday morning. If you have plans in the district this day, January 19th, Friday, along with the expected snowfall that's starting to fall, 50,000 people at least plan to take part in the March for Life at the National Mall today. The annual March for Life rally marks the anniversary of the Supreme Court's 1923 Roe v. Wade decision that made abortion legal. Although that decision was overturned, people who are against abortion say their work is unfinished. House Speaker Mike Johnson is also expected to speak at the rally. The pre-rally concert begins at 11 a.m., with the march starting on the mall and finishing between the Capitol and Supreme Court. You can find a list of street closures at WTOP.com. Cheyenne Curran, WTOP News. Good morning. Good morning. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. And indeed, a good morning. Friday morning, we're under a winter weather alert. If you're just joining us this morning as you rise, making your plans, cloudy with snow already beginning to develop in parts of the area. One to three, possibly four inches in the region. The heaviest starting to fall might have an inch, according to Veronica, by one by uh, seven this early morning. And she's looking for the heaviest until noon still. Some uh, sprinkled snow showers through 7 o'clock this evening. 
30 to 35 for the actual high. You're waking up to 32 degrees in our nation's capital right now. I'm Dean Lane. Glad you're with us here early morning at 414 on WTOP. Welcome in. This is WTOP News. Let's talk politics on WTOP Friday morning, campaign 2024 on WTOP. The New Hampshire primary is coming up on Tuesday night next week. Donald Trump is holding on to his sizable lead right now over surging challenger Nikki Haley in the state with the primary just five days away. But Haley continues to close the gap, according to the latest Suffolk University NBC 10 Boston Globe tracking poll. This morning, Axios national political correspondent Alex Thompson joins our Dimitri Sotis from New Hampshire to tell us whether the buzz on the ground right now is about Haley or still very much about Mr. Trump. The buzz is a little bit of confusion about why there is not more events. I can tell you just today, there were only three events on the GOP side. Ron DeSantis did no events in the state. Donald Trump did no events in the state. He attended the funeral for his mother-in-law. And Nikki Haley did three events in the morning, and we'll do a CNN town hall at night. But I can tell you that there has been... You know, a, a bit of confusion among Republicans in New Hampshire as to why Nikki Haley, who, while she has been surging in polls in the state, did just get third place in Iowa, why she has not been doing more public facing events in the state, sort of a la like Bill Clinton 1992. Right. Uh, an, an excellent point. And because, as you say, uh, that showing in Iowa wasn't much, she really needs to come uh, within a whisker of Donald Trump here to to say that she's done something uh, in New Hampshire. Is there any explanation from her campaign? You know, I think the best explanation is that her campaign from the very beginning has been at worst, very risk averse or at best, very disciplined. And the fact is that even though she spent a lot of money, her and her allies spent a lot of money in Iowa and had a disappointing finish in New Hampshire, that they are going to just continue to go about their strategy. Um, so I think the best explanation is one that, you know, she is a very disciplined candidate. But sometimes, it, you know, I think the criticism is that you need to be flexible when situations call for it. Some people may not know, although a lot of people here in Washington are in the know, that Joe Biden is not on the ballot there in New Hampshire. How's that going to play out with some possibly writing in his name uh, or uh, one of these other candidates like a Dean Phillips or Marianne Williamson somehow being declared the winner? That's absolutely right. And the truth is, we honestly don't know. So it is possible that we, you know, Joe Biden's allies in the state have a robust organization to write in his name. And it's possible that he could get 80 percent of the vote in the state. It's also possible that Dean Phillips, who he and his allied super PAC have spent millions of dollars in ads in the last 10 weeks, could bump that down to maybe Joe Biden only gets 60 percent of the vote. And there has not been a lot of polling in the state on the Democratic side. So we just don't know. You know, and I've been to a few Dean Phillips events while I've been here. And, you know, the reception has been, you know, pretty, pretty good. But the crowds have also been small. Interesting. Uh, we've got to wrap up just a few seconds left. And I'm not questioning your job up there as a reporter right now covering this. But sometimes the media wants a race where no race exists. Are, are we realistically just looking at Trump versus Biden as a rematch here? I think we'll know Wednesday. I think it's very possible that the general election of 2024 starts Wednesday. But I report. I don't predict. That is Axios National Political Correspondent Alex Thompson on WTOP in a conversation with our Dimitri Sullivan. A quick look Friday morning here at TOP on the stories we're following for you this morning. 
Large number of local schools are shutting down or delaying plans for today ahead of this morning's expected snowfall across the Washington area. We'll update you this morning. While we cope with the new weather challenges, at least we don't have to worry about a federal government shutdown after all, at least temporarily. And a date is now set for Hunter Biden, President Joe Biden's son, to give a deposition to Congress. More on these developing stories in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Friday morning, January 19th. Time now, 418. Traffic and weather, of course, on the 8th. And when it breaks, over to Ken Berger and the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Not seeing a whole lot of volume out there on area roadways and what volume we are seeing dealing with the winter weather conditions. The snow is heavier in some places than in others. I guess that's normal for a snowstorm. For example, the intersection of Fairfax County Parkway and Popeset Road, south of Braddock, we are seeing some rather heavy snow showers. But if you head north on the Fairfax County Parkway, heading up to 66, looking at that now, all we're seeing is uh, some road spray, glazy conditions, foggy conditions with some low visibility, uh, but not seeing any major snow showers at the time uh, either side of 66 between uh, Centerville and heading over to uh, Fair Oaks. So again, it doesn't mean it's not there. Just take it very easy as you make your way around, uh, especially on the ramps and bridges, overpasses, elevated roadways. They all freeze first and the snow coming down on those uh, types of roadways are, is going to freeze. So just be very, very careful. Also be careful on the side roads, secondary streets, the less traveled roadways. I can tell you for sure I live in an outlying area and yeah, it was very slippery in some areas. So, again, be very, very careful as you make your way around in outlying areas. The Morrell Traveled Roadways look to be okay, though, but we are seeing snow at the Wilson Bridge, also the American Legion Bridge. So again, take it easy as you cross those bridges. And we are seeing some snow across the top side of the Beltway in Maryland from 270 over 295. Traffic brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Our members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP. Traffic. Coming right up after traffic and weather this morning on WTOP and the 4 a.m. Two massive explosions here in Anacostia, and it could have been way worse. I'm John Doman. Widespread snow expected this morning, and yes, it's going to be sticking to anything that's not treated. Temperatures in the mid-20s to lower 30s across the area. We're on winter alert as snow continues throughout the day, expecting between 1 and 3 inches. Much of it on the ground early afternoon. Snow will finally end by around 7 to 8 p.m. Our temperatures this upcoming weekend, mid-20s on Saturday, lower 30s for Sunday with sunshine, but bitterly low wind chill temperatures in the single digits. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. You're looking at 32 degrees as you're waking up to an upper Marlboro, 4 a.m. hour. Friday morning, January 19th, it's 33 Woodbridge. We've gone up a few to 34 in our nation's capital. And still ahead this half hour on WTOP as you rise with us this morning. I am excited. D.C. cuts the ribbon on some nice-looking affordable housing. I'm Nick Einelli. If there's a story you need to know about, you'll hear it on WTOP. A new study has ranked the safest cars for your teen driver. Breaking developments from Capitol Hill this morning. Several big problems on the Beltway. Looks like rain will be moving in later today. Good news on gas prices may be just down the road. When you want to know, you know you'll hear it on WTOP News. I heard it on WTOP. 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 WTOP News. Facts matter. Good morning. 
You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Friday morning, 421 on WTOP. Welcome in. You're listening to WTOP News. A 37-year-old man is dead this morning after he was shot Wednesday night this week, midweek, while clearing snow at a Montessori school in Howard County, Maryland. Howard County police say this morning that Alex Ramirez Garcia was working that day as a private snowplow driver on the parking lot of the school when he was shot. Someone found Garcia outside his vehicle in the parking lot at around 8.45 in the morning that day. He was taken to a local hospital where he later died. Police believe the shooting was not random and are looking still this morning for any info on a potential suspect and potential motive in the case. The investigation is on this morning after two massive explosions sent flames shooting into the air at Anacostia on Thursday morning. WTOP's own John Dolman has more this morning from the scene on just what went down here. It was around 9.30 when a gas meter got hit here on Marion Barry Avenue. Lieutenant Ryan Bolton was one of the first firefighters to arrive. The gas was very noticeable. You could hear it leaking as well as smell it from the street. It was right outside of a daycare center and staff was already evacuating kids when crews got here. That decision saved lives. D.C. Fire Chief John Donnelly says minutes later there was an explosion on the second floor. That explosion knocked out the windows on the second floor and created a flash fire. The crews on the scene at that point called for additional assistance of a first alarm. Um, And while they were getting uh, those units on the scene and deployed, a secondary explosion occurred in the convenience store. The convenience store has been completely blown out, but only one person was hurt, and their injuries are minor. In Anacostia, John Dome in WTOP News. And new on WTOP Friday morning, former Loudoun County Public School Superintendent Scott Ziegler was scheduled to be sentenced this week Thursday. That was delayed. Ziegler was facing up to a year behind bars and a $2,500 fine on charges related to the school system's handling of two sexual assaults by the same student. His attorney says they argued a motion to set aside the verdict in the case, and the judge is now considering that. Sentencing cannot happen until the judge rules on that motion. It was back in September, a jury found Ziegler guilty of retaliation when he fired an elementary school teacher. That teacher, Aaron Brooks, testified against Ziegler at a grand jury investigation looking at the handling of the sex assault three years ago. You know, for decades, a big chunk of land locally in D.C. by the Shaw Howard University Metro Station sat simply vacant. But now it's been turned, we're told, into trendy, affordable housing units. D.C. has cut the ribbon on the mixed-use development known as Station U&O. One, two, three. It has 108 units of affordable housing reserved for families, making up to 60% of the median family income. One of the residents who will be living there is Kiviet Booknight. She just got her first look at her new home, and she couldn't be happier. I have a island. In your kitchen. In my kitchen. Yeah. I never had an island before. <laughs> this is nice. I love it. In the district, Nick Einelli, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 25 and 55. WTOP Sports Time 425 and Rob's turn this morning. The Capitals won the opener of their interconference home and home with the Blues 5-2 thanks to TJ Oshie's sixth career hat trick, his fourth as a Capital, scoring twice on the power play and added an empty netter as insurance against his former team. Oshie told Monumental Network his line mates were the key to his big night. Those two guys are pretty special and very easy to play with and you can see on the, the goals that, uh, or at least the second one, Stromer, a great play. And then I don't usually get those bounces that I got in the last 
last one, but I'll take it. To his point, Dylan Strom added to his team lead with his 16th goal of the season, and Max Pacioretty assisted on Oshie's two power play goals. No such luck for the Wizards at Madison Square Garden. 113-109 losers to the Knicks for their second straight defeat and eighth in their last nine games. Marvin Bagley had a double-double in his debut, starting for the injured Daniel Gafford on a night when Jalen Brunson went off for 41 points in a near trip.